Welcome back to Navigating the Work Compass here on LinkedIn Live. I'm Kate Luzio, founder and CEO of Luminary, along with my co-host, Susan Chapman-Hughes. And Susan, last week's conversation with Cindy was as a non-mother, right? So eye-opening. As much as I educate myself and read and talk to women and men and caregivers, it's still so eye-opening when you talk to mothers and about their personal experience around what they've sacrificed, their career, how this impact has really taken a hold of not just their personal lives, their professional lives. So yeah. um, lots and lots of feedback. So thank you all for all the feedback from that show. I think it just opened up a lot of um, it, the way people were feeling and uh, just resonated with so many people. So shout out to you, Cindy, for um, a fantastic show. I know we're going to have you back at some point in time too, uh, which is great. So um, yeah, I mean, it was really good. It was great. And and I think, you know, re regardless of what your role is within an organization is just keeping your eyes open and your ears open because people are challenged and it really doesn't matter uh, where you sit within the pipeline, whether you're a leader, whether you're sort of way down in that pipeline, it's really understanding everyone's situations. And speaking of situations, one thing that continues to come up, Susan, certainly for the companies that Luminary works with and that we work with is sponsorship. And I was yeah. having an, a phenomenal conversation. I'm going to give a shout out to Sam Saperstein, who runs Women on the Move at J.P. Morgan Chase. She and I met for lunch earlier this week, um, and we were talking about this topic, sponsorship, and how before the pandemic, long before the pandemic, and you and I both know this, women needed sponsors, particularly women, women of color, underrepresented communities. We've all been sort of working from home. Things are being sacrificed, suffering, and the visibility and exposure for women is also suffering. And so this need for sponsorship yeah. keeps coming up. And so I want to ask you kind of like point blank question. As you are building your career path, and we're going to not talk about the pandemic for one moment, were your sponsors within the organizations like City and American Express and those that you worked with, were those organic? Were those formalized? Were those a combination of both? Um, so they were mostly organic uh, because I think that what's interesting is I have been in a, a couple of like force mentor sponsorship mm -hmm. relationships. Uh, and I have found that I didn't really have much in common with those people. Uh, they didn't really, they weren't invested in my work because we didn't have a level of relationship and engagement. And um, it was very strange. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like, okay, well, great. I've been matched with you and you're supposed to sponsor me or you're supposed to mentor me. And um, I had one mentor who, um, if she watches this, will start laughing because she um, literally said to me, she's like, I don't even understand why we're in this quote mentor sponsorship relationship because like you actually should be, you're mentoring me. You're help, you help me more than you know, like, Okay. Well, you're kind of more senior than I am and you could possibly help me. But the ones that were um, most impactful were the ones that were organic. Right. Uh, and I've also, by the way, had sponsors that I didn't know were sponsors of mine who um, I found out later were speaking up for me in the room. And so I, I think that um, you don't always know who's sponsoring you, but you always know that you need it. 
And you especially know when you don't have it, right? And so there's been a couple of times in my career where, for whatever reason, the first time um, the business had changed, the financial crisis happened, and my last mentor slash, he was a mentor to me and a sponsor of mine, he called me and he's like, I'm leaving the company. I just want you to know because you're pretty much going to be on your own. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, wow. And so I had a choice to make. It was, do I want to build um, sponsorship relationships and mentoring relationships with the people who are here? Or do I just want to use this as an opportunity to go do something else? For me, it was an opportunity for me to go do something else because at the time, um, I didn't feel like my values aligned with the people who were running the business. And right. so that was a really big deal for me because I was like, listen, I'm not going to sell myself for $2.50, which we see so many people in so many aspects happening in in world today because they want power. I think they want a job. It's like, I just was unwilling to compromise my morals and my values for that. And so the second time um, it happened, um, you know, I found myself like with broad sponsorship across the company. And then over time, um, the leadership changed. There was a CEO transition and a lot of new people came into the business. The way they worked and the way they functioned was very different than the way I worked and the way I functioned and the things that I valued. And I found myself um, in a situation where, you know, people liked me, but I found them unwilling to use their gravitas to help me. Yeah. And so I had to make a tough choice, which was like, okay, do I stay or do I go? And again, I think you have to be mindful of it. But again, um, you know, as I kind of you know, look back again, it just reminds me that without it, there's so many things about your life that become so much harder yeah. um, in terms of trying to navigate an organization. Because first of all, um, people tend to not give you the benefit of the doubt if there's not someone in the room saying, no, 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 this might be feel controversial, yeah. but trust me, you need to listen to her or you need to do what, you know, she's saying because, you know, it doesn't feel good, but it probably is the right thing. Yep. The second thing is, is if you're not, you know, if they don't feel comfortable, quote, connecting with you or they think you're very different than they are, then um, it's hard for them if they go into a talent conversation, for example, and, you know, they're presenting you in talent and somebody says something about you that, may not be agreeable to them for them to stand up to that and to say, yeah. no, 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 you don't, you, you know, I hear you on that. And that might be one thing, but let me just tell you why it's so important for us to keep this person on track for growing and developing. And, you know, I, I, as a person of color, that's re really hard, yeah. right? Um, it's even hard when there's, you know, people of color who are more senior than you, right? right? Cause it doesn't, you know, that's not like a, Right. It's not just a Exactly. Or, you know, look, and they're in their own different situations around why they want to do it. But it is really hard when people don't look like you. They haven't had shared experiences as you. And um, it's really difficult. And to your point, um, I've heard from so many women of color during this. It's another reason why so many of them are just saying, you know, like, F it. I don't want to be here. I just want to go somewhere else. I want to go do something else because it's just too hard yep. to try to navigate environments where, uh, you know, people are struggling with connecting with you for who you are. And it's mostly because 
you know, a lot of leaders say they're empathetic, but again, they've spent zero time with people who are not like them. And so um, they just really don't have the bone of empathy in the way that it really needs to be to create opportunities for people. And then there are other people who, you know, are well-meaning, but just, you know, can't figure it out. They have their own issues, their own inability to do whatever. So long way to bring this back to the story. But I know that my story is not different than many people out there and not just women of color for a lot of women and sometimes for a lot of men too. Yeah. I mean, I, I would wholeheartedly agree. I, I, I think that the majority of my sponsors, um, actually, I think all of them in my former life as a banker were sort of that organic build a relationship and whether they become mentors and ultimately sponsors and more. Um, I think the other thing is you can't always rely on your direct manager to be doing that. And even though you hope they are, you you can hope they're an advocate, an advocate for you, but that you need others, right? You need these, these other um, individuals with seniority around. I think the other thing is people always say, well, it's only for corporate America. I need a sponsor. And I would, I would disagree. Right. So I left corporate America three and a half years ago. And actually those sponsors that I had at JP Morgan and bank of America, I tapped into them. After I left, as I was starting Luminary, to them get advice, make introductions. What they already have networks too, and also, I mean, we've talked about this. It's a two-way street, but sponsors. So much of this is this organic sort of relationship building, and you know, as much as we can try to cultivate that, a lot of that does come back to the leaders and saying, part of your job as a leader, Susan. Kate, whoever, is to sponsor others, right? Uh, And not just the same ones and not just those that look like you. And I think that women right now are sort of raising their hands up in the air, not raising their hands like, hello, here I'm raising their hands going, I I don't even know anymore. I don't know how to navigate. You know, again, to this point of empathy, right? Um, One of the things that I noticed during the pandemic is that my ability to really connect with people on the things that they were struggling with really helped me fine tune their, you know, where I need to pull them in, where I need to give them a break, um, how I need to talk about them in talent. Right. I mean, I just remember some talent conversations and like, um, and I think, you know, look, this is the case of a lot of people out there. You know, pre-George Floyd, there was like the, well, you know, I'm not really sure I know about them or, you know, I'm not sure about this person or, you know, I don't know, I haven't really seen. And then post-George Floyd, it was like, oh, I really love to get to know that person. Or like, right. and it's like really, seriously, come on, people. Performative. Like the, the situation is that they were literally the same person a couple of weeks ago. Now you've been forced to have to look at them in a different way. And so my thing is like, you know, just now that you know, do better, do better, like step up, step up to the plate, like get out of your comfort zone. Stop thinking that in order for a team to be successful, they need to be just like you. I mean, when you talk about um, sponsoring people and creating opportunities for them, you're really talking about ensuring the success of your team. And, you know, you might have a formula that works in the short term because you have people who think like you and look exactly like you, but that's not going to be the future. 
I mean, yeah. the future of your business is diverse, despite what you're seeing out in the marketplace today. Um, you cannot change the demographics, <laughs> right? You just oh, can't. No. The reality is it's going to be a diverse global world that we live in. And if you want to compete, you have to bring up people who can understand those marketplaces, who can um, help you navigate through those challenges, who can give you insight into things that may not be um, normal for you to participate in or understand. And by the way, that's for all of us, you know? Uh, and so women in particular, given the number of women that have dropped out of the workforce or the number of women who are thinking about dropping out of the workforce, the number of women who've been stagnated yeah. because of the choices that they've made in the last couple of years requires us to have a different lens and view about how we will support them and what sponsorship looks like. And so I just want to be really clear. If you have a woman on your team who has figured out how to keep three little kids busy, organized, still learning through COVID, and she has helped her mom and dad navigate um, COVID vaccine shots and all kinds of other things, and she's still shown up for work yeah. and performed. I'm telling you right now, that's a woman you want to be sponsoring, yeah. right? It doesn't even have to be a woman who has kids, but one who's like, who's been, because oftentimes women, whether or not they have children or not, are the people in their broader family who are still responsible for, you know, taking care of things. But yeah. if they figured out how to stay present and relevant through all of this craziness and are still bringing value to your team. That's a person you want to be sponsoring. I agree a hundred percent. And I think there are in particular others that, and, and I think, I mean, we've seen this, I know I've seen this in, in some of my network and certainly with who we work with at Luminary was a lot of women that don't have kids that yeah. sort of stepped up to be able to help where some of the caregivers on their team and other working parents weren't able to, right? I mean, it's a lot happening all at once. And so yes. I think you're also seeing this sort of, hey, I stepped up, I'm here, I've yeah. also navigated, I've been isolated, I'm, you know, whatever your situation is. And I, and I think it comes back to, we cannot think that this all just happens on no, its doesn't. own, whether you're a new professional, you're a woman in the midst um, or you're at the senior level, by the way, senior women like us, as you were just talking about yourself and I was the same need sponsors too, just because yes. you rise to the certain level, you still need that continued sponsorship. Yes. If, if you, Susan, were to give a piece of advice to, we're going to take it two ways, one to a leader, right? Yes. That's currently not sponsoring someone or doesn't Maybe they don't even know that, but um, yeah. what's your advice? And then let's take it to, for those that are looking for a sponsor and doesn't don't feel yet that they have a great one, advice. Yeah, so um, for those of you all, you used a word a couple of minutes ago, uh, which was intentionality. Mm -hmm. And I think that you have to act with intention. Yeah. You have to wake up every day and ask yourself, how am I using my power for others in the organization or outside of the organization to grow, to help us be successful? And if you, if you don't ever ask yourself that question, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing your organization a disservice. So 
first be intentional about understanding what level of commitment that you have in order to help make that happen. The second thing is ask yourself, how much of your personal power do you, or first of all, how much power do you even have, right? Because right. I think sometimes people are not really um, understanding like what their power dy dynamic is inside the organization and they go do things and people are like, well, why would you do that again? Because like nobody's <laughs> listening to you or whatever. So like, like you, you need to do an assessment of like, well, how much power do I really have? Like who's listening to me? Um, who, who is my power dependent on? Um, how do I like have to think about that? Because that will not just help you, it'll help, it not just help others, but it'll help you too. Yeah. And so once you understand um, what that power dynamic is, the second thing, or the third thing I would say is like, de determine how much of your personal gravitas and power you are willing to use for others. And what does that mean in terms of how much risk are you willing to take in that? And, and let me just give you um, some context for this. Some people will only sponsor people who are safe to them. Right. And so that means that they will only sponsor people who are usually just like them, think just like them, Look. process just like them. I mean, you just blah, 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 blah. Because usually the safest person to quote sponsor is somebody who you see yourself as. Right. right. It's like literally like you're the carbon copy of me. So I totally am willing to sponsor this. So, you know, that's the safe side the kind of riskier piece for you and it candidly is not risky but it is quite might feel risky is like okay so let's just say you don't know everything about about a person's background you haven't like been around people who are like them but yet they perform and they are you know well thought of they operate with high integrity and other things and you know other attributes in the organization they are effective at driving and transforming which by the way takes risk yeah. Um, then, you know, you have to say to yourself, okay, am I willing to use my power and my gravitas to sponsor those people? Because it's likely that they may have a misstep just because of the nature of who they are. Right. right? So there, there probably will come a time where they're not going to get it totally right. And so the question is, is as their sponsor, are you going to be willing to stick with them? And are yeah. you going to be willing to step up in the room and say, you know what, look, I know that was a little misstep, but let's talk about the body of work because like literally nobody in this room is perfect. It just has worked out such that even the safe people may have messed up, but you've been able to understand and rationalize it because it's you. So, you know, so take those steps and really ask yourself, are you really, really using your gravitas and your power to sponsor people across the organization and really good leaders, like those people who are impactful and the ones who have long lasting legacies yeah. are the ones who do that extremely well. And uh, we all know who they are because they're out in the marketplace, right? And people talk about them and they're like, you say their name and immediately everybody's like, oh yeah. Or you say their name and they're like, mm, not really, because they don't really help anybody. They help themselves and, you know, whatever. Maybe they do that, but they're not really committed. So that's for you leaders. And let me add, I'll add to that one. Um, yep. Just from my two cents is, you know, there is leaders have the opportunity to cast their net wide. 
Yes. Right. Not just in that their direct sphere of influence. Right. Not just sort of who's in their immediate organization. And this is a responsibility of a leader to cast their net wide. Look across the company, across the firm, across functions, across lines of business and say, who is in that? I need to make myself aware of those individuals that sit within this firm that are actually delivering results, part of this, an asset to the organization, not just in that. And I think when you do that, um, you really start to not just cast the net wide for yourself, other leaders and those below you start to role model, right? If I'm doing that, if I'm looking across, if I'm looking holistically versus just what I control, then you actually create a ripple effect, right? That that will yeah. start this broad level of sponsorship where you are going to see more people piping up in the room saying, you know what, Susan, don't work directly with her, but da 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 I've done my research or I've done my due diligence and this is why. Women in particular and people of color are promoted and paid on performance, not on potential. And That's again, right. we need to flip the script on that yes. so that we're all promoted on potential. And- and by the way, there's all, you know, I would say the degree of difficulty for that group is much higher than it is for the quote middle. And so um, you, if you're smart and if you're really thinking, you understand that these people have superpowers that a lot of other people don't have yes. just because of their life experiences. And so um, cannot underscore that enough. Um, switching gears because I know yes. we're like running yeah. short. We're always running short on time. But, um, if if you are the individual and you're looking to get sponsorship, I think there's a couple of things that you have to do, particularly in this environment where some people are gonna kind of float off into virtual land forever. Some people yeah. have been there for a long time. You've got to be visible, and so you have to figure out how is that going to happen in the context of a virtual world? Because if people are not aware of the work that you are doing, if you're not in a position where you can collaborate and it's known, then it's going to be really challenging for somebody to say, hey, yeah, I'm really willing to sponsor this person. And if they don't know you, and for a lot of people, they have joined new companies in a virtual environment. Exactly. And so the degree of difficulty is just even higher because you've literally, in many cases, never seen your colleagues in person. And so that's where coffee chats, uh, one-on-ones, asking to participate in meetings where you may not be directly presenting, but you know you can learn something or be engaged as part of the team are really important. And it's also really important that you're leveraging the annual process to talk to your leaders and to share with their peers, who are usually the people sitting in the room discussing you, um, the value that you bring to the organization and the points that you've put on the board. And literally, I mean, there's not a lot more you can do other than make yourself visible, other than try to build relationships as much as you possibly can get to know people as much as you possibly can broadly across the organization. Cause to your point, a lot of times the person who might be sponsoring you is not your boss, right? It's somebody who's sitting in other parts of the organization. And I would just add to that, I think, and I've seen it throughout my career, um, you know, making yourself visible is important. Keeping your head up. So people know who mm-hmm. you are keeping your hand raised 
right? Yeah. Not not volunteering for everything, yes. but just your hand raised that, yes, you'd love to work on this project or this initiative that gives you exposure to other areas within your companies versus just your direct line of reporting. That stakeholder management is so important so that as you become more visible, people know who you are, know what you can contribute to the team, to the organization, and ultimately for that sponsor, because every sponsor wants to look good when their person that they're sponsoring yeah. does something amazing, right? Yeah. Because listen, we're not altruistic. They'll take that. Hey, I, that's my girl. That's my guy. I am yeah. so proud of them. And so right. I I just want to, before we end, and, and I, this is my new thing, Susan, so forgive me, okay. but this idea of giving gratitude um, is, is now become so important in my life. Obviously you are externally for me, an incredible sponsor of my, of my journey and luminary. So thank you for that. And just very quickly for people in my career, and this is where I want people to understand, you also have to recognize your sponsors are going to bat for you, right? So very quickly, Carol Dennison, MBNA, Tom Avesian, Bank of America, Richie Prager, Bank of America slash BlackRock, Jose Linares, JP Morgan, TT uh, Badranath, Bank of America, now City. These were Mike Cavanaugh, JP Morgan, now Comcast, huge sponsors in my journey. And, you know, I have to recognize that too, because I wouldn't be where I'm at today yeah. without that sponsorship. And I think for those of you that are out there looking for those sponsors, just remember, it's not just about you. It's about them too in this two-way street. A little different than the mentoring side, but That's it's true. still a two-way street. So um, I feel like you put me on the spot and I feel like I, I need to come up with my list of names, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm actually going to share um, just a, a couple of things here at the end, which is one, um, you can't expect for someone to sponsor you if you're not sponsoring someone else. And it doesn't matter what your job title is, your level, you can absolutely use your gravitas and your power to help people. Um, you can advocate for them, which I realize is not direct sponsorship, yes. but you can um, in many cases, you are positioned to sponsor someone if you are a people leader. So um, never understand, no, no, never underestimate the power of that. And then the final thing that I would just tell you, uh, and this is for all of you all who are sitting there going, well, you know, look, I've tried this. I've really given it the old college try, really push forward, is you have to evaluate whether or not the organization is in a position to support you through sponsorship. Agreed. And if they are not, then you have to leave. There's just no, I mean, and I uh, will totally come back. Agree. I think next week's show, we should come back and just talk about the, when you know it's time to move, because we are in this great resignation and this great transition. I know a lot of people are really struggling and trying to make decisions around what they should do. But I literally would tell you that if you know an organization is not the right place for you to grow and thrive, you have to leave. I totally agree. That's next week's conversation. Yes. We're in for that. Um, for everyone that's tuned in, we've had some great comments in the chat. Thank you. Um, and by the way, you don't necessarily have to re resign yet. Re-examine the great re-examination, right. which is happening right now. That's right. Everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Navigating the Work Compass. I'm Kate Luzio and Susan Chapman-Hughes. We will see you next Wednesday, same time, same place. And keep the comments coming. If there are yes, topics please. you want, send us emails. You know That's where to right. find us. That's right. All right. Take Everyone care, everybody. Stay.
，拜拜。拜拜